0: I certainly don't enjoy watching her, you know, (laughs) kiss some guy on stage, but it's also like, well, I guess it's a show, so (laughs) it's it's part of the work.
1: I feel like I had an inkling. I'm like, this would be really nice if this did happen. Like, how cool to be in Paris at the Eiffel Tower.
2: Take a girl
3: and a guy, and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate. A dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy.
2: Welcome back to another episode of Couples Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. Hi, I'm Dr. Ray.
3: And I'm Jean, and this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships.
2: Please check us out online on our Facebook page and Instagram at Synergy, or our website Couplesynergy.com, and be sure to subscribe to our podcast or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couple Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experience helping thousands of couples transform their relationships for nearly 20 years.
3: You know, every day we get to hear intimate details about a couple celebrations, disappointments, and everyday challenges. We've often wished these stories were shared because we know we are more similar than different. So we've created not only an avenue we can hear about people's intimate lives, but an atmosphere where people come over to our home pub, pour a drink, and share
2: their stories. People like today's guest, Christy and Greg, thank you so much for being on our podcast today.
0: Our pleasure. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us.
2: And we had the pleasure of being on your podcast, The Latest with Greg Ott. I think it was the 66th ep- this episode. Is that correct?
0: I believe so, yeah. I try to put it out every week. And uh, I say I've been doing it for two years, so divide uh, two years by 66, and uh, you don't <laughs> have the answer.
2: Well, you know, before we get into your relationship story, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves. How old are you? Uh, what are you guys doing for a living, and how long have you been together?
1: Um, I am Christy. I am 31. Uh, I have to think, am I 31? 30? I'm like, does this quarantine year, does this count? Um, I uh, We have been together, we dated for six years, and we've been married for two years, so eight years we've been together. I am, We met, I'm an actor. I also work in HR, and yeah, that's a little, and I help and I produce a segment on Greg's podcast.
0: And my name is uh, Greg Ott, and I am uh, in my very late twenties. I'm thirty four. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm a comedian. Uh, I spent a lot of time in Chicago, uh, and now I live in New York. Uh, I produce a podcast and uh, act in commercials and such, and I do stand-up, and, and I, I produce uh, digital video and podcasts and television shows and things like that for my uh, daytime uh, salary.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and can you tell us the story of how you met?
0: I think you you should how tell we... us because you're more accurate
1: than I am. <laughs> well, it like it'd be great to hear your You'll add your details. So we first met in Chicago in 2012. We were... in Prophecy. we were doing i was doing a show um (laughs) called l stories with a friend of greg's and he was doing another show down the street at the apollo studio and he ran across this strange problem where that summer the producer of the show he was in at the um he the They didn't have, like, the rights for the next show that was coming up fell through, and so he had already paid for the space, but he... Uh, didn't have a show ready. And he's like, I only have like two weeks to put together a show. What am I going to do? Like this, like, it's just an odd problem to have because in (laughs) Chicago, you usually have actors, but you don't have the money. And this was, they had the money, but they didn't have a show. And so uh, Bob said, oh, well, I, I have some friends. We'll put together a show. We'll do, we'll figure something out. So I was doing a show with Bob and he said, so there's this we, we've got to put a show together. There's this strange issue where he's already paid for everything. I feel like we have to take, you know, we have to do this. And so we started to put together a show uh, called Almost Main, which is um, eight scenes and you it's Placed in the winter. So not a show you should be doing in August in Chicago, it's like, it doesn't, but it's a very easy to put up quickly because they're just scenes. And Bob, so I was going to put, get the girls together and Bob was going to get uh, the men together. And so it was four, four and four. And he's like, if we can get Greg Ott, that would be amazing. Greg's Ooh. coming back and oh, we would, we'd be so lucky to have Greg Ott in the show and he'll like help direct uh-huh. yeah. it. And and so he, we got Greg. And so there was this, all this hype. He was like, we got Greg Ott. Greg Ott's going to be in the show. This is going
0: to be amazing. You're really, you're really talking to Bob here. Like Bob is, <laughs> he's a friend, but he's, 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 <laughs> he's your roommate. He's my roommate for a long time, but he was, you know, he's, he's a, a college buddy who also, you know, we studied theater together and and such. I, I was in the middle of, I was working on cruise ships with the second city theater doing, touring around in the middle of nowhere doing improv shows for uh, dying senior citizens. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and this, this was like a break between the contracts and I was kind of like disillusioned with, comedy and living out of a cruise ship buffet four months out of the year so it was Bob came to me and was like hey here's this project and I was like okay Bob whatever I I'm I'm sure I've told you this but you're like I, I never read the play I, put, I, put, I was I was putting no work into it I remember when I first met you like when I walked into this rehearsal I was at least a half hour late he was so
1: late so because... there was all this hype of like Greg guy, Greg hi. and then we get to the first rehearsal and he's not there and we're like who is this Greg guy and where is he and then he walks in 30 minutes late
0: I didn't think it was gonna be a serious thing <laughs> Bob was not a very serious guy so I didn't think he was gonna have anybody there and you know I stopped and got like a I think a grilled cheese at this uh, like little <laughs> corner deli like yeah. he shows
1: up late with his coffee still hot and we're like <laughs> okay uh, he, oh. and he looked just like uh, Michael Sarah'm like oh, well, please, Michael Sarah just I,
2: walked in I'm the room. I'm picturing you walking in with your entourage you know it's like where is <laughs> no, my no. <laughs> Evian water and
0: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um I wish I'd kill for something and that's when
1: we first met and he was in the show and then he also directed the show so as he said he didn't read the play so he would give me direction <laughs> sometime and it would be like well make sure you know like a small detail on something that it made it clear that he had not read the play of like oh don't you know pull that out of your pocket at that point it's like oh that's actually a part of the story so I remember there was one moment <laughs> where <laughs> where he like went out of his way to like give me a, a note on something and then I corrected him on the note and said no that's you know I I wouldn't need to do that because of x y and z and it kind of like put him in his place, and he was surprised by it. And he's like, you could tell he just kind of like took note of that. He's like, oh, okay, keep doing what you're doing, then. It's <laughs> was like, um, I'm
0: very good at like just coasting by. Usually people don't uh, call me out on my uh,
1: <laughs> hijinks. <laughs> my,
0: yeah, my yeah hijinks. That's a charitable way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> so hey. we
1: met first doing that.
0: Um, yeah, it was through, it was through that show, and. Uh, that's how that's how we met and we've done a couple of shows
2: so you're um, smitten yeah. smitten by her putting you in your place
0: <laughs> it, it was very you know I, I i the one of the things that struck me most about her was the fact that she could kind of see through my little pretend
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh artifice and she was i don't know she's very good at calling me out and it it's fun and it's I don't know it's something very playful that's just something not just specific to me but she's very Christy's very present and is very good at noticing what is happening in the world and she's often the person uh in even like I hear on like work conversations and such that she will say the thing that people in the meeting are not saying she's very she's just very very aware of the world around her and that uh that's, the, that's <laughs> among the first things I noticed. Besides her, uh, so how did you, pretty face?
3: How did you guys know you were a couple?
1: So then we like dated for a while, and I am not one like before. Greg, I was not. I, I never was like serious about it. Was always like uh, you date for a bit, but then it's like okay, you know, this isn't a thing. I, I would always say it takes like three months to know, and uh, I'd, I'd rather be working on a show, you know. It was if it um, so it was probably three or four months where it was like everybody else was saying you're obviously together, you're obviously a thing, but we were like oh yeah whatever. Like we kept it very casual for it was a while, yeah. For a while. Um, and then I think it was like in the next year, it was like, okay, well, let's make this official. But we're also not very, it was not a serious thing. We're like, eh, well, change is nothing, you yeah. know? Um, so we had, I guess to answer your question, like three or four months of us dating. And um, before we were like, we're a couple.
2: Now, Greg, I don't know if you want to tell the story, but uh, you had mentioned a little bit, there was, there was some kind of raciness in the beginning, <laughs> Where you it guys was... had, a, <laughs> had a role to play in a play, and it was a little kind of awkward?
0: So it's an odd story. Uh, so the, after, after almost Maine, a few of us decided we wanted to put together a little theater company. In Chicago, uh, you know, you have the big theaters that pay decent wages, but it's a very scrappy theater city. So a lot of people get like-minded people together, and they, they'll rent a space they'll license a play and kind of, you know, put on their own work in in ways of, you know, being entrepreneurial in the theater sense. So what we did was we were, we, we loved the playwright, David Mamet, and we got this play, Sexual Perversity in Chicago, which is a very well-written play. uh, But it also happened to be about four people in their mid to late twenties, just kind of going about business in Chicago and dating and,
1: it was art imitating life. It was, was two roommates and my roommate. We did the show. So yeah, so it was it was a
0: fun it was a fun idea. And uh, in in one of the scenes, I suppose you could say we get intimate. Uh, and in in a rehearsal, uh, you know, in I in if you if you look at a lot of uh, movies right now, like it's become a very important thing. Like intimacy coordinators who make sure actors feel safe on set. And that people aren't, you know, pushing boundaries or, or doing things that are a little bit inappropriate for, you know, what is essentially a professional job. Um, and it's again, it's very important. So when you have like a small, <laughs> small theater production, you don't necessarily have, you know, some monitor standing nearby to make sure everything is uh, on the up and up. Uh, so we ended up to save money, we rehearsed the first few nights uh, of rehearsal like in my apartment, and the director had us go in there and essentially you know wanted uh, us to take our clothes off and uh, I had to move like my mattress into the living room because my bedroom was too small to rehearse in and it it just felt I felt first of all as an actor very uncomfortable making someone who I knew like Christy and I had gotten friendly over the almost main play but we weren't incredibly close then we were close but not like yeah like knew each other incredibly well so for this guy to be like Alright, take your clothes off and make out in your own bedroom or in your own living room. And also, like, I, I hadn't closed the blinds yet, so you could just like walk down the street and look in. And it was this moment, where, and I, it was a very like I felt very protective of Christy because I A, I didn't want her to think I was like some creep trying to put on a play just to get with her or something. But B also was like, I as a sign, like just like I respect you. I don't want you to put yourself in a weird situation even though we you know it was our company we'd signed up for it it was just it was an odd it was an odd moment and that was something where i was i felt i, I mean for the first time like very protective of you uh not just as an actor but as a
2: you know person and and you oh. guys had not started dating yet at that time
1: no right? not really I, or it was
0: uh, I, it was not really I mean we really it was. We really were very
1: the, ca- We kept it very casual At first And it was uh, I feel like We
0: started dating Like actually dating By the time Like the play opened When uh, Oh
1: Sexual perversity In Chicago Yeah
0: Yeah It's like when By the time That play opened And we were supposed To be playing a couple We were essentially playing a couple. <laughs> yeah.
1: I remember we would find ways of hanging out though with other friends like we w- we had our monday burger night with his roommate but it would be like a group of people but we would always make sure that's like there are ways of uh, Well cuz Bob out. was
0: also dating your roommate. So oh. <laughs> we, it was yeah. art imitating life but we also had like a very similar social group and for this period of time we all saw each other all the time so yeah. it really wasn't like Greg and Christy are going off. It's more like, yeah, we're all just kind of hanging out. Like, yeah, yeah.
2: So you know, this is interesting. How how much do you think that, you know, the intimacy scene in in that play played a role in you guys connecting more as a couple?
0: I would say zero. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, play, the play was not very successful. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but also like, I'm I hope I'm not giving it too much credit. It was the show was directed in such a way that this moment was not particularly tender <laughs> or, oh. or even uh, it, it was a
1: very fleet. I don't even It was
0: very short. That was the thing the the show was directed again in, in such a way that in the reviews, it was like this director uh, didn't quite do what we <laughs> expected for this show. It just moved. It moved too quickly. And this moment, a wasn't really written in the play. It was just something to serve as a transition. It was, it, it was it was unusual, so I would say it didn't uh, particularly <laughs> influence me at all.
1: I do think there is something to playing around as a couple in a show, um, like, just in the, like, you already have the words, you have the text, you get to play along with this story, and you get to, like there is like chemistry like uh this director came to our wedding and he's like I thought I was directing these people and they had great chemistry and I thought it was me (laughs) when actually there was something else going on altogether. you know it wasn't him so there is something to here's a script and you get to play along and act like you two are falling in love in Chicago and it's fun it's uh it's, it's just something fun that you get to do together and play a lot around with that. Well,
0: we also play characters. By the end of the play, they end up breaking up, and their arguments are very foreign to, to, at least to me and to us. Like, they're just like these, I remember there's like these quibbles over pantyhose and stuff in the script, and it's just like, <laughs> it's, <laughs> looking back, it's like, oh my god, I never we never talk like that like it's yeah. a, but going from like ah, oh, we're talking as if we're in love because we're doing this play and it's like I right, right, get out of here like we just don't experience that it's very it's yeah. very different have you guys different. have
3: yeah. you guys had as actors the experience where you had to act that out with other actors and how do you guys deal with intimacy with other people through your work mm,
0: let me think i i I mean, I primarily work in sketch comedy, so it's it's usually not a, a tender moment. It's more of like a, a stupid joke about... George Bush painting or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, uh, I, you haven't had a lot of no. Like I, I mean, I in in college, I did a couple of plays where I was like the romantic lead, and I was in Barefoot in the Park, and I had to make out with Michelle. And,
1: no, but and... like when we're together. It... Oh, when we're together, <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's not not oh. your resume. <laughs> they want to know. They want to know how we handle. So I've done scenes, and it's, um, I don't know. It's what you're you're telling a story and it's a part of the story. It doesn't bother me. And it's, um, I know some couples are like, we avoid intimate scenes. Greg will jokingly be like, Whoa, that kiss was a little too long or, you know, he'll make like little jokes about it, but it's a, I I feel like it's a part of being an actor and it's not a, it's, it's fun. It's, you know, part of yeah. it's kind of, it's its kind of
0: far for the course. I certainly don't enjoy watching her. You know, kiss some guy on stage, but it's also like, well, I guess it's a show, so it's part of, it's part of the work.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Does it does it create something different like instead of that defining you guys as a couple, do you have other things that are special to just the two of you?
0: Beyond theater?
3: Uh beyond like sexual intimacy. Like if that's something that you also are doing well, not doing for a living, but <laughs> um you, you know like like there might be other things that are more defining within your relationship than something like that.
1: I think what's more defining in our relationship is like the I don't know like the communication and the like humor, the everyday like outlook on our experiences is like finding like joy and humor in what's going on around us. Um that is what i think is what i think of as our strength is uh taking what what comes our way and making having a good time with it <laughs> i don't
0: know <laughs> what about no I, I, I think that's pretty much it we we're, we're we're very we're very compatible to the extent to which when we were first dating we knew we were we enjoyed like each other's company but especially after you know a year indoors, uh, all day, every day. It's, we're, we feel very lucky because we are just very communicative. Like we're not, we don't, we don't tend to argue very much. We, if at all really, like we, we just kind of in, appreciate each other's company. And a big part of that is constantly pranking and joking and doing bits and, I have all these great voices. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> very bad. Voice.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, that's very powerful. I mean, we did uh, a couple episodes on humor and the power of humor in a couple's relationship, you know, and especially if you're spending a lot of time together, you know, humor is part of nurturing the friendship and, you know, and, and just connecting at a very different place. Right. I mean, we have a lot of emotions and when we are connecting with a partner with multiple emotions, it deepens that bond, you know, so it's very interesting to kind of hear that from you guys. Do you guys spend a a lot of time together? I mean, you're working on projects together. Obviously you guys are working on the, on the podcast together. Uh, but is that pretty typical of your relationship?
0: I mean, we've been working on projects since we started, you know, dating and, uh, we're lucky enough to, we're in different disciplines. Like, I'm focused purely on like comedy bits and whatever comes out of that. Christy has long been focused on being a great actor. So, I am not particularly interested in being in a bunch of plays anymore, but I love going to theater. And Christy is an amazing actor and will come and suffer through. The open mic at the comic strip on the Upper <laughs> East Side. So we, so we, we both collaborate on you know, on on things like the podcast. Or I'm working on her, you know, voiceover uh, project. And then when we're not working together, you know, it, I, I can understand why. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm working on this application for this thing. Like the the amount of time it takes to do a project, and the you know, the emotional toll uh, it takes or also the investment of time of like, I have to take this three hour class once every two weeks in order to meet this casting director or whatever. We we have a shared appreciation and understanding of what the work takes. And I feel like that makes it easy for us to find time to reconnect and to also let us kind of go about our business when we have something where we're each working on.
1: Yeah. So it's not always just the two of us. We, branch out and do our own thing. And I think that makes us better because two separate people, you know, doing their own thing as opposed to a, a little bit of collaboration, but um,
2: on their own path too. But, but I imagine, I mean, because you guys are familiar with the industries, you know, that it makes it a little bit more, I, I guess, easier, you know, because you understand each other's position versus, you know, someone whose spouse is an accountant And, you know, one of you is an actor, right? (laughs) No, I mean, that's, I
0: think that's one of the luckiest things we have going for us is that we are, we have an understanding of the effort it takes and the peculiarities of, you know, navigating bad scripts and worse actors. It's (laughs) it's very, it's, it's, it's made it very easy for us to, to find our way back together and then out in the world.
3: So can you tell us the story of how you got engaged? Oh, you should
1: you tell that one.
0: Uh, well, I, I I'd been I've been going to like the ring store on and off. I kind of knew I wanted to, and then I saw the price of the rings. It's like, all right, well, can't can't buy it now. <laughs> so especially on my measly <laughs> second city touring actor's salary. <laughs> uh, so it it took me a little while to save up, and then uh, Christy had never been to Europe. And uh, I I surprised her at Christmas with a trip to uh, England and France. And we had a a whole, and uh, Iceland, uh, they were doing this thing where it's called a stopover. So Iceland Air would stop in Iceland and you would uh, spend the afternoon there. That was very fun. Uh, So anyway, uh, I had the ring with me the whole time Uh, on this flight. I was very, I, you remember I made you go through like a separate security line when we got to, when we were at like, Yes, in Reykjavik. I was like, "Hey, you should go over there. I think it looks faster." And the line was not faster. And Europe, uh, their security lines are way more efficient than the U.S. So it was like, "Why? This is this makes no sense." But I just didn't want to see that I had the ring in my little backpack.
1: <laughs> but you also made it like a game. You're like, "Olracia, you take that line. <laughs> I'll take this line." I was like, "Okay," <laughs> like not knowing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not into grand gestures. Like you know, I i all my friends are going to be here and we're going to shoot off fireworks. And it's like, what? I, I wanted this to be, just be the two of us. Uh, and then I say, I don't want this to be grand gestures. <laughs> yeah. so I, I, Tell uh, them we, how yeah. you proposed. So we, we went to the Eiffel tower. And I, oh. I, I, uh, I pulled it out of my pocket when we got there and uh, asked her very nicely. <laughs> and, <laughs> it was very sweet. But who we inter-
1: enc- encountered right before the proposal.
0: Oh yeah. Like in, in Paris, in this area, you know, around the Eiffel Tower, there's all these like scammers. These are people with like fake charities and like, you know, games of chance. And they're always trying to be like, Hey, you want to sign up? It's like, no, get away from me. So I was like, don't talk to anybody. Just like, let's keep moving. Oh, by the way. uh, (laughs) And then afterwards uh, we, we wanted to get our picture taken in front of the Eiffel Tower. And uh, we found some couple that like was, I think they were American because they spoke, they spoke pretty clean Mm -hmm. English, but they like, Put their thumb in front of the lens of the camera. <laughs> so I got, look at this photo. I'm like, this is great. Wait, half of it is missing. And then some young millennials noticed us. And they're like, oh my God, you got engaged in Paris. They took a series of far better photos. <laughs>
3: <laughs> did you guys hang up a lock? We did not. No, oh.
0: I mean, it was like that's another one of those like scams they mm. have going to it's sweet
1: no, all it's those sweet. all those people in the
0: like those trinket vendors like they're selling like the tiny eiffel towers and right. the locks and it's like i can get a keychain at the airport
1: oh <laughs> thousands have come before
0: but it, in the netherlands where they do that they they end up taking a bolt cutters to them and throwing them out cuz it ruins the structural integrity yeah. of the
2: right. the structure of the, of
0: the bridge. so it's as long lasting as your love might seem it's going to end in the trash. Oh, <laughs> Might
2: as well stick to, you know, the tried and true proposing on the Eiffel Tower, right?
1: I know. He's like, I'm not one for grand gestures. I'm like, oh, just wait till he tells you how he proposed. I mean, I mean, he's <laughs> very sweet. And I had never been to Paris before. And I used to like decorate my room with like Paris, you know stuff and uh, um it was a it was enough to just get a trip to go to europe and then that on top of it and it was very sweet because i we ha- we hadn't really talked about it in we, we de- really
0: never talked about yeah, it yeah and like, not even just the idea of getting engaged it just never really
1: but the day up. of he was uh i was like i feel like I feel like he's nervous in a different way. There's a very different
0: energy. Well, because you know? it, was, it wasn't the last day of the trip or second to last. It was like it was going to be our last full day in France. So mm-hmm. I wanted to do it then. Yeah. And I, the day before I wanted to do it, but I was kind of like, eh, I don't really feel like it. <laughs> it just wasn't. It didn't. It's not that it didn't feel right. I just like kind of wanted to have a normal day. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah.
2: And, so and I wanted to save. Christy, you didn't activity. know that this was going to happen then.
1: No, I didn't
2: okay so you had I no didn't. inkling okay
1: well I feel like I had an an inkling I'm like this would be really nice if this did happen like how cool to be in Paris at the Eiffel Tower so I remember and he had this really weird like excited like trying to act cool energy that I was like <laughs> I feel like this could be happening today and I'm, I'm like talking to myself like okay cool down like maybe this is not it maybe you don't know but um because well,
0: i was also oh trying surprise. to find like there's a there's a really beautiful um like promenade and garden outside of the eiffel tower and i was trying to find at least a relatively secluded place yeah. to 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 give you the ring and that's where again all these these like people they had it wasn't like a fake deaf charity and they were like going like they it was so <laughs> it's maddening because i i see these scams they're all over they're all every big city has them but it was like please and we don't speak french so it's like uh, what, do, what is what is going <laughs> i don't know it, we it, it was it was work for me i had to like make sure i had to like scout out an area and then yeah i don't know it all worked it's out and then we got some champagne at some nice little uh restaurant across the street yeah
3: did you, um, include any family members that you asked permission or you, they knew about it or were you just, uh, you were keeping that secret to yourself?
0: No, I, I did the, I'm, I'm an old fashioned guy. I, I wanted to talk to Christie's dad and not, I didn't want to, uh, ask permission that feels unusual to me, but I wanted to get his blessing, uh, or at least his acknowledgement and approval of what we were doing, uh, or I was what I was going to do, um, but I, I'd been trying to reach him for a very long time. Uh, I don't, he has, he had like two cell phones, so I never knew which number to call. <laughs> and it's not like I called him all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I was, I finally got a hold of him. I had I'd just done a show in like Nebraska or something. And I'd landed at O'Hare and he finally called me back. And this was just a few days before we were leaving for the vacation. And I'd been, I've been texting your, like, I think your mom, like, Hey, is, is he around or I, I forget. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, oh yes, this is a very important phone call, and uh, here I am in the airport. And I think I'm transferring to another flight. Uh, so, by the way, can I marry your daughter? Thank you.
2: So he said yes, right?
0: Yes, yes, yes. He was he was very uh, He was very
2: kind.
1: <laughs> what if he said no? You're like, well, I gotta go get on this other flight. See ya.
3: <laughs> so, throughout your relationship, have there been anything that were like? Uh, unexpected challenges, or how do you guys get through things when there's big shifts in life?
1: I would say, unexpected challenges. I would say is like moving to New York together. That's been our first, you know, big adventure where it's the two of us, and you realize that we we had like a built-up community in Chicago, and then all of a sudden, not having that, and then like relying on each other and, you know, just exploring a new city together. Very fun. But then you realize, oh, you're, you rely on each other in a different way when there are fewer people from your community with you. You're building a new community together and it's exciting, but it's also, it's just different. I would say that's the biggest, I don't know if that's even, yeah, it's like a it was, challenge. It was, you know, it was a
0: big change. I mean, yeah. we, went, we went from having a pretty, uh, busy, not just social life, but like work life to almost a completely different lifestyle where like Christy was working in office. I was working from home. Uh, I was doing a different kind of we were we, essentially like, you know, career change and lifestyle change. Uh, that was that was pretty big. And it, it it took it took some time to adjust the city. But we uh, I don't know. It's one of the best decisions I think we've made. Yeah. Mean, we we love it out here.
2: Now, um, your industry, both your industries are really impacted by, you know, COVID and the lockdown and everything like that. I was wondering if that was a challenge for the two of you and, and how did you guys face that?
0: Uh, well, I know for me, it was a drag I had on, on the, the weekend that New York city got locked down was also the weekend of my birthday. And I had some friends coming into town and I'd finally, I had a, I had a slot at, uh, 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 not Comic strip, what is it? Uh, uh, stand up New York. It was my, it my first mm-hmm. time doing a show there. Uh, I had another two shows lined up, uh, that same weekend. At um, one, I think it was, I, I had a bunch of shows lined up, and I really hadn't invited a, a lot of people out because I was still transitioning from sketch to stand up. So, this is like my first big weekend do, <laughs> to do stand up, and it all got shut down. Like, and they were even trying to do the shows the day of, and then like every hour, they're like, might not be happening not happening and i know like from so many so many comics and actors have adapted to you know they do a show outside or on a rooftop or over zoom i'm fully i'm not against that i think it's great that people are still doing that but it's it's not the same it's the experience is so different theater and acting and stand up and comedy and all that and music it's all so communal and without a room full of people to enjoy what you're doing it just feels so so different and you know i i've been getting through this you know i started the podcast before the um before the virus hit but it sustained me throughout it if i didn't have that i don't know what i would be doing because i'd be going crazy um and i think once uh people decide uh it's it's their responsibility to take this vaccine uh, we're going to see more theater than ever before. Like the the outpouring of people going to see live events is going to be crazy, it's and answered. I I cannot so, wait for that.
1: Yeah, and people appreciating it in a different way. Yeah.
3: So, Greg, we can edit this out if if you don't like this question, but <laughs> can you can you do a little bit for us?
0: A bit. <laughs>
1: Uh, He's a walking bit. A walking bit.
0: I, I I'm I'm struggling to think of one. I, I haven't done stand up in a very long time. It's funny. I used to do. I did a whole segment. My my full opening was about how I would work from home and I was a freelancer. I, I my first joke is something like, uh, uh, I'm a, I'm a full time freelancer, which is a nice way of saying I'm unemployed, but I own a laptop. Uh, <laughs> and I it would get it would get it kind of set up this whole thing this whole bit I did about working from home because I did I have worked from home as an actor like you know just picking up freelance gigs forever and now I feel like I can't do this anymore because (laughs) everybody's like yeah we know we we know you're no no longer unique we all we all do it (laughs) so have you
3: guys have you guys uh discussed the topic of children
0: it's come up from time to time. (laughs) Oh, my mom's gonna be so excited
1: to uh, hear what we have to say about this. (laughs) Um, I eventually I definitely we both are like, I have two nephews who we very much enjoy hanging out with and spending time with but Um, I feel like when we first got married, it was like, oh, in like five years. And then we've been married two years and we're like, oh, that's kind of coming up quickly. That comes (laughs) up quicker than you think. Um, So, yeah, we'll see eventually. So we haven't. Eventually.
0: Yeah, it's it's also such a kids are very fun. They love to have a good time. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i think greg thinks of it as oh i'll have a built-in audience all the time <laughs> uh, so talk to us in 10 years and uh <laughs> you'll will uh, have a different story they, they could no, be I, your I worst critics <laughs>
0: that's true that's, well, that's the problem that's what that's what adoption is for oh jeez. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> they're like get ready strap up buddy
0: that's fine. i've seen problem child
1: <laughs>
2: So, guys, uh, you know, Jane, you got your your last yeah. question. Okay.
3: So, what is it that your partner does that you know they love you?
1: When they, um, Greg has this face that he'll make when he thinks that I'm like upset or like, oh no, like, he, and he'll 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 adjust. He listens to me. He and he'll adjust what he's doing to make me happy and, to, and make me laugh. Um he's a very good listener and um, cook dinner and like it's in the in the littlest of things.
0: Uh Christy is has this specific eye contact that she makes when she can sense that something might be off like she is so attuned to uh just reading reading people but especially reading me and she can she can just hone in on something you know something that might be up and she's such she's so reassuring she's such a a i'm if you haven't gathered i'm not a very positive and like optimistic (laughs) type of person but she is and it's kind of it's the yin to my yang. It's really, uh, balance. It's, it's some really important balance, uh, that I, that I really get from her.
2: Well, Greg and Christy, we want to thank you so much for being on our podcast today.
0: You no, like, thank you thank for having you. us.
3: Sharing stories is a way that human beings have been growing and bonding and healing since the beginning of time. And we hope that by you guys sharing your story, it's enriched your lives and the lives of our listeners.
0: I hope humans in 3,000 years will look back on the two of us.
2: Wouldn't that be great? (laughs) As role models, yes. We want to thank all of you listeners for joining us on Couple Synergy today. Our passion is in helping couples and people have happy and healthy relationships. And this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you, our listeners. For all of you listening, please subscribe to our podcast and please leave us a review. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please email us at contact at couplesynergy.com. For more information about Couples Synergy and our programs such as the Couples Weekend Intensive, which is coming up in April, and our premier program called Couple to Couple, as well as our online community called Connections, look us up online at CouplesSynergy.com.
3: Yeah, join us on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. for Connections, and you can get that through our website. And every Tuesday night we do we go live and answer questions people have and spend some time together.